Hello everybody, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Talia. It is September 12, 2023, on this Tuesday coming out to you. Hope you all had a good weekend or so and got your Mondays off to a, a nice and easy start. As always, thank you for listening in um, to my episodes. If you haven't already checked it out, I do have my previews for the NFL season here, as well as my week one preview, my top game, and my picks that I made. Um, so you haven't had a chance to check that out, miss anything regarding week one or the lead up to it, definitely tune into that. So in today's episode, I am going to recap week one of the NFL 2023-2024 season and there's a lot to get into a lot of things uh, as expected a lot of things unexpected and this is the case with every NFL season where there's just always a number of things that transpire or change um, and no different than what this um, week one was like for all these teams. Obviously, the rust factor, not playing an actual game, all of those things coming to play uh, in week one. So there were five games that I had mentioned in a previous episode that I was looking forward to, and uh, some turned out to be pretty interesting. Some... uh, Definitely an interesting outcome for sure. So let's get right into it. Uh, now, speaking of my record and my picks for week one, I went seven and nine. Uh, it's a little bit under 500, but hopefully I'll have a better luck in week two of picking more games correctly. But yeah, I went seven and nine. Um, not bad, but it could have been better. Um, so there's that record. So let's start with the Saints. Um, they edged the Tennessee Titans at home, 16-15. to 15. Um, Obviously, Derek Carr's debut as a New Orleans Saint um, wasn't obviously fully perfect. Um, their offense did struggle at times to finish in the end zone or the plus side of the field. But overall, you know, Derek Carr put together a nice touchdown drive that kind of proved to be the difference in this game. And his defense... Uh, the Saints has always been pretty solid and pretty pretty good for the most part. Um, they came out, played pretty well. Um, didn't really see DeAndre Hopkins go that crazy in his debut. Hopkins made some catches, made some things, but Ryan Tannehill had a long day. Uh, he struggled to find a rhythm. You know, he threw three interceptions. Uh, Mike Rabel, his strategy, his aggressiveness in this game just a play calling and situations wasn't that great um, so the Saints kind of played their style you saw certain guys step up obviously Olave and Michael Thomas showing some things so the Saints weren't fully perfect but Derek Carr did show what makes him special as a quarterback and if the Saints can get the type of the Saints can get more better offense you know as the season goes along when Kamara returns uh, they will be in a really good spot to um, possibly win the NFC South uh, and maybe compete with some of these teams in the NFC. 
Um, I was definitely surprised about this game. Um, that is the 49ers and Steelers. I guess I really did underestimate the 49ers. Um, from the standpoint that I knew they were going to be a good team. I said it before that they're going to be a dominant team. They're going to be one of those teams that will be great in the NFC. However, I thought that this was a game, a perfect trap game, in which Pittsburgh um, was going to be able to pull off the upset. You know, um, I figured the Niners, you know, having a new defensive coordinator, a new, you know, couple of, you know, like a couple of changes to their defense, right? I thought that was going to make a difference, but that didn't matter at all, right? I thought Brock Purdy might be a little rusty. That Pittsburgh defensive line was going to get after this 49ers offensive line. That did not happen. The Steelers got completely outplayed and dismantled. Uh, the final score was 30-7. to uh, They really made it a rough day for Kenny Pickett. He never really got anything going as well as he hoped to uh, towards the second half of this game. We saw Christian McCaffrey play well, have a have a, have a huge uh, huge run. Um, we saw Brandon Ayuk play well overall. Um, and you just, the Steelers just never got going. Um, the offensive line for the Steelers was not efficient enough. Uh, Deontay Johnson unfortunately had to leave with an injury in the game. So because of that, the Steelers just, their whole pass offense and overall flow just wasn't there. And, um... They, the Niners really just took it to the Steelers in terms of like running Brock Purdy actually played much better than I expected him to play his first game coming off that surgery that he had he looked he looked pretty good he had his moments the Niners just played really solid football Kyle Shanahan just had way more going for him than Mike Tomlin did pretty much in this game and that's why you saw the score end up what it was well because the Niners just did not give up anything um, and schematically, and the whole team of Niners was able to make a lot more or less mistakes than the Steelers did in this game. The Eagles uh, held off the New England Patriots 25 to 20. This obviously was a huge thing for New England as Tom Brady was obviously honored and uh, you know at halftime, um, you know, and that was a big thing for the Patriots to do obviously after all the things that they had been through with Tom Brady throughout the years the Eagles did spoil that in, in one way um, by winning this game 25-20 to 20. Um, Mac Jones overcame some early miscues to play really well um, gotta give him credit he played much better than I anticipated um, finished with Obviously, better better numbers than Jalen Hurts, um, but um, it came down to him trying to execute a drive late in the game, and they weren't able to get that conversion. Um, but this game started out with, with the Eagles having the momentum, right feeding off the turnovers, and you just saw the Eagles' defense come up with a couple of plays overall. Jalen Hurts did score. Um, wasn't his best self, but you just see him find Devonta Smith for a touchdown, right? And you saw A.J. Brown with some catches. Um, the Eagles' rushing performance was fairly okay, more better than you expected. Um, but 
you just look at this game, like the penalties really hurt New England, right? Um, and just the running game aspect of it that the, state, that the Patriots are really great at. Right? The Patriots love running the football, trying to do a number of things in terms of running the football, attacking. Uh, they had success through the year, right? They outgained the, the Eagles as a team for total yardage. Um, and but still, there were just situations in which there were some key penalties, a holding call there, a certain play there. So the Patriots left a lot kind of hanging. Their defense had really kept Jalen Hurts and his offense stagnant for quite a bit of time. But give credit to Jake Elliott, their field goal kicker, who made some key you know, made some key attempts and kept them ahead in this game. Um, the defense for the Eagles is definitely a little bit different with the personnel, right? And so it may take a little bit of time for that defense to find its, you know, comfort zone. But um, if Jalen Hurts continues to play well, um, protect the football because he had a turnover late in this game that kind of gave the Patriots life. Um, so if Jalen Hurts can just kind of continue to play at his pace, kind of slow into things, be much better on third down, be better with the football. Um, the Eagles should be just fine, uh, but coming off this game, I feel like the Patriots are definitely with Mac O'Brien, or Mac O'Brien, <laughs> Bill O'Brien. Having that offensive coordinator now there with Mac Jones, the Patriots may not be a bad offense this year. It, it remains to be seen, um, but it does look like the Patriots have something that they can hopefully build upon, uh, but a tough one for them to lose in the fashion that they did because of how much yards they had gained and how they had won the turnover battle as well. And then the final game that I was looking forward to was the game that took place last night, and boy, man, what a tough and devastating thing to see. The things that transpired with Aaron Rodgers on his first drive. Um, in that game, not what you were hoping for, something that you had feared as a fan, uh, just seeing how much the offensive line was going to be an issue, and it just came out right there in that first drive, and so it sucks because there's a lot of excitement and hope um, that maybe Rodgers could do something special in his first season with the Jets. Now, it remains to be seen whether or not he'll be able to play the rest of the year. By the looks of it, it may not. I hope he can magically play, but um, that injury really took the life out of the Jets early in that game. Um, but having said that, the Jets, I did predict they were going to win this game. I didn't think they were going to win the fashion that they did. Um, the Jets won in overtime, 22-16 to over the Buffalo Bills. And this was a game in which the defense really played hard. And Zach Wilson obviously had to come in, you know, did what he could, wasn't great, wasn't bad. He protected the football, at least until that one turnover that he had the interception. But um, the Jets played hard and they fought. Their defense shut down the Bills completely. In that fourth, in that second half, right, getting three interceptions um, by Jordan Whitehead, a fumble. Um, they really made Josh Allen have one of his 
worst games in a while, similar to what he had in a playoff game last year. Um, Jets got after it. They took the ball away, right? They gave Zach Wilson chances at it. He was, he was able to finally lead a, a drive or so. Brees Hall looked great. It's good to see Brees Hall come back. We saw Brees Hall play well. Uh, Dalvin Cook was mixed in there. How about Garrett Wilson? An unbelievable catch in the end zone with the concentration that was required for that. Uh, you know, a great job by him to to make that touchdown. So the Jets fought. They kept it a one-score game. Their defense got pressure. They got sacked. They got interceptions. Uh, they really made the Bills just play out of their comfort zone, out of their style. And... Zach Wilson did what he had to do towards the end, right? He kept the ball. They played conservative, right? They didn't throw the ball a whole lot towards the end. Um, but the game went to overtime, right? And the Jets ended up winning on a, you know, a punt return touchdown by Xavier and Gibson, who was an undrafted free agent, made the team. Uh, there was a key tripping call on that play, but the Jets pretty much walked it off with a punt return touchdown. Um, no doubt seeing Ryan Rodgers go down, you know, this fan base was definitely not in his best, but they rallied, right? They rallied hard. Their defense rallied hard. Their offensive players rallied hard. And they put together a performance that was amazing in terms of just being able to compete still and find a way to win this game. So... Hats off to Robert Sala and the Jets for winning this game in fashion that they did. Uh, that defense is legit. And if they can play like this all season long, maybe they will be able to kind of still have a good season. Um, but it was really good to see the Jets win and win in the fashion that they did, that they did, did because based on things that have happened and now there's been a lot of things about Aaron Rodgers and this team and just to be able to win this game to beat Buffalo it's a solid start to to their season because their schedule only gets tougher from here and the more primetime games they'll be coming up and having so should be fun to see if they can find some type of energy going forward because this is how the NFL season is, right? Injuries take place, and you've got to adjust, and you hope that you had your quarterback back, but if you don't, you have to be ready with that next man up mentality. Hopefully, Wilson will be able to do that in some aspect. And then let's get to one of the other games that I had my eyes on. It was really, I thought it to be a really good contest. And that was between the Miami Dolphins and the Los Angeles Chargers. I expected this game to have points. It was a high-scoring affair, and the Dolphins ended up coming out on top, 36 to 34. Um, what a great performance by Tyreek Hill, who had a monster game with two touchdowns, especially one late in the game to give the Dolphins the lead. Tua played well, played much better than Herbert in terms of a. Because a head-to-head, you saw Tua make a lot of good throws in space. And uh, you look at the Chargers, their defense, and that's what I was talking about earlier. Brandon Staley, I mean, he's supposed to be right one of those defensive minds. Supposed to be really much better at the execution 
the play calling on defense just wasn't good enough towards the end. Um, Kellen Moore, Justin Herbert looked okay. They played well. So Austin Eckler make a play and a few others make a play by the Chargers. They've got to find a way to win close games. They did it a season ago, right? And this time around, they just couldn't pass protect as well either at times against this Dolphins pass rush and Vic Fangio's defense. Um, so, if the Dolphins credit, I mean, they they played well. Um, they took it to the Chargers and Chargers have to find a way to be better in terms of their pass rush and their secondary because it wasn't up to par. And the Dolphins are like this all season along with Waddle and Hill. They could be a hard team to stop um, because of the speed, the talent, and the way they can attack a defense. Definitely the Dolphins are a team to take uh, more seriously um, maybe if they start to win these games uh, down the stretch. But Tua being healthy and being available is the key. And for the most part, the Dolphins offensive line did hold up pretty well in this first game. So there's my kind of quick recap of all the top five games that I'm just looking forward to. Now let me get to some of the other, other week one takeaways that I had. Uh, I had to say I was disappointed in the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, disappointed in the Cincinnati Bengals losing the way that they did. Right, Jamar Chase talked a little bit too much for this game. Uh, Joe Burrow obviously playing football had an injury in the preseason or yeah I believe in the preseason Joe Burrow I mean he just wasn't his wasn't his usual self probably one of his worst games as a pro in quite some time was held to under 100 yards the Cleveland Browns defense up front took away a lot of things for the Bengals the Bengals never found a rhythm in this game on the other side, Cleveland played well. Deshaun Watson looked good, but he still got a lot more to prove. You know, still got a lot more to prove in terms of being that same quarterback that he used to be. Um, you know, I think overall the rushing performance of Nick Chubb was excellent. Cleveland played this game to their style, to their way. Cincinnati Bengals looked out of sorts offensively. Didn't get into rhythm. Zach Taylor could have coached a lot better in this game than he did. And give Kevin Stefanski and Deshaun Watson credit for getting this key game win at home. I was also disappointed in the Giants getting shut out 40 to nothing on Sunday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys. You know, there was so much optimism for the Giants after having a pretty good season last year, but... They lost to both their division rivals by a big margin the last two games, right? And Daniel Jones didn't look good, didn't play well at all. Uh, he was definitely sacked quite a bit, didn't have time to throw the ball, but he did not play well. You know, he had a really bad interception that led to a touchdown, and then everything kind of you know, got lost from there. The Dallas defense got after him, pressured him. Uh, Dak Prescott didn't have to do a whole lot. And Michael Carter didn't have to do a lot either. They weren't really tested by the Giants, right? This defense for the Giants was on the field way too much in this game. Their pass rush didn't get home. Their secondary couldn't make some plays. But everything kind of spiraled. You didn't see the Giants. And Brian Dave was coaching 
was really, really, really poor. And I didn't expect to see the Giants be that bad in terms of coaching and execution and the totality of their offense and their defense. They just did not seem ready to play. And I hope that they find a way to swallow it up and be better next week or coming to next week here at Arizona because, you know, pay the quarterback, didn't pay the running back, right? And those questions now will arise more and more. Daniel Jones has got to play better. And the outside wide receivers, Darren Waller, you've got to find a way to get those guys the ball a lot more better. And the offensive line has to protect better as well. So not the best of games for the Giants. The Dallas only prove whatever everyone knows. Have a good defense. Offense remains to be seen. More competition that's better than the Giants. Maybe we'll see what Dallas is really made of. Uh, but not the best start for the Giants at home, getting shut out on national television. The Ravens ended up winning against the Houston Texans, um, but it came at the cost of losing J.K. Dobbins, their running back, which is a tough injury for the Achilles to lose him to. Uh, Lamar Jackson wasn't his usual self, but he's under a new offense coordinator, a new system, so you know he did what he had to do. The running performance for the Ravens was good with Justice Hill being able to score a couple of times. Um, C.D. Stroud looked okay at times, but wasn't consistent enough for this game. Um, maybe he'll get better. But Demico Ryan's defense played a lot better than I expected. Uh, they held the Ravens in check for the most part, a couple of field goals here and there. Um, but the Ravens, if they can continue to find some success with Zay Flowers, who had a big game. Uh, and Odell Beckham, obviously. Ravens slowly maybe do a better offense. Uh, and Lamar Jackson may play much better than he did, he, did, he did play in this previous game. The Raiders beating the Broncos was a little bit of a surprise to me as well. I mean, the Broncos looked better as a team. Russell Wilson looked a lot better. Um, but the, what really cost the Broncos this game was the kicking situation, right? Will Lutz missing a PAT, uh, a field goal being missed. Those were the key factors in this game that ended up costing the Broncos. Russell Wilson looked more better, didn't turn the ball over as much. Um, but the Broncos defense, right, just they weren't able to get a couple of stops when they needed to get stops. Give Jimmy Garoppolo and John Daniels credit. Yeah, they had a couple of ups and downs in this game, but Jimmy Garoppolo put together a nice touchdown drive, and then when they got the ball back, they put the game away in those final four to five minutes. So, Broncos, much better than they looked last year, but the kicking situation, that management, the decision that Sean Payton made, right, to bring in Will Lutz instead of McManus, that will be something to watch, kind of as the Broncos season kind of rolls on here. Had the Bucks over the Vikings. Um, gotta give Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield credit. Right, Evans is definitely dealing with a contract situation, but he still played a touchdown. Baker Mayfield looked, had one of his better games in recent memory. Um, the Vikings were just too up and down. Kirk Cousins just wasn't his best self. So yeah, Jefferson had a big game, but the Vikings are a team that last year were, were able to win one score games and they didn't do that this time around they didn't execute well enough 
offensively when they had to, and the Bucks were able to take advantage of that. Bryce Young uh, was not his best against the Atlanta Falcons with his opening debut. Falcons won 24 to 10. For Bryce Young, he's going to have those ups and downs. Couldn't really generate anything on offense. The Falcons, on the other hand, you saw Robinson and you know Algier run well. Desmond Ritter played well. The Falcons had some good talent, and they pretty much was able to take advantage of a lot of situations this game. So give the Falcons credit. They used their home crowd, and their you saw Arthur Smith really incorporate a lot of different aspects of his offense in this game. Uh, the Jaguars and Colts game was close one early on, but the Jaguars kind of woke up towards the end, had a couple of nice touchdown drives towards the end of this game. Anthony Richardson looked pretty good. Uh, did leave late with an injury, uh, but he showed a lot of promise. And the Colts, if they can protect him and build around him more going forward, if they get back Jonathan Taylor, they could be in a good spot. Jaguars, you look at Calvin Ridley, he's back, right? And he definitely is someone that Trevor Lawrence is going to find more chemistry with. The Jaguars are a good team that has, they have good firepower on offense, their defense as well. They're a young team, Doug Peterson, although, is going to have to find a way to keep managing expectations and keeping this team more ready to prepare. Um, they could have put this, game, put this game away a lot earlier than they had to. Um, so, we'll be interested to see how the Jaguars kind of continue to play from this point. Um, Jordan Love and the Packers beating the Bears. That was uh, definitely uh, more impressive than I thought. I mean, Jordan Love played really well. Um, he decided the Bears just not have it. Right, Justin Fields struggled. DJ Moore wasn't involved. The running game wasn't. The pass protection was poor. The the, the Packers have dominated this rivalry a lot right throughout the years and. Even with the change at quarterback, right, the Bears just could not make stops. And give Jordan Love and the Packers credit, right? He studied under Aaron Rodgers, took his time. In this first game, Jordan Love passed the test. Remains to be seen what he'll do in the rest of the season, but the Packers did do a number of good things in this game. They played well to their strengths. Matt LaFleur's play calling was excellent. And uh, the Packers maybe will have something, something to say about the Lions, right? And the Vikings for the division, possibly. So, uh, definitely can't sleep on the Packers after this week one performance. But they still have other games that will be kind of really show me what Jordan Love's really made of. And then, last but not least, the Seahawks losing to the Rams 30-13. to That was a huge surprise. I expected more from Geno Smith. I thought he, he would light it up. Uh, the opposite happened. Matthew Stafford actually played much better than I anticipated. We saw a couple of guys step up. And some of the younger guys step up and play well. The defense for the Rams actually did a number of good things as well. The Seahawks just looked lost as an offense. Pete Carroll did not have his team fully good enough to compete in this game. But I think Seattle, despite this loss, I think they'll find a way to be better going forward because you look at Geno Smith, look at his offense. They've got a lot of firepower, a lot of playmakers. Um, it just did not come through as well as they hoped to in this opening game, but I do see them being better, you know, going to end of this season. Um, if they can just find a way to run the ball a little better and build off some play actions, 
Metcalf had a touchdown or so, um, but the Seattle Seattle Seahawks defense has to be better. They were not their best at tackling. The penalties weren't really good, so hopefully they can respond to that. So there you have it, my week one recap. A lot of interesting surprises and unexpected outcomes, but, um, you know, going ahead, it's going to be interesting to see how these teams adjust, um, you know, some games obviously were close, some games were lopsided, um, but this is what it is all about, right, and now the key thing is, you know, can the teams that end up not looking great in week one respond and play well, um, but overall, a lot of the landscape NFL, absolutely, a lot of quarterbacks, right, got paid huge dollars, and most of them lost week one. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how those guys respond back, and how these coaches who didn't perform well in their week one performances will respond. Especially Brian Dable, uh, Mike Tomlin, right, definitely has to be in that conversation of responding in week two. Um, you know, and then. You look at the Commanders, right? They got their opening win against the Cardinals. Expected they were going to win that game. Um, but you still want to see what they're made of with a new ownership group and a new team, right? Um, but yeah, I think Mike Tomlin, Brian Dable, and Brandon Staley are a couple of guys that come to mind that really are going to be uh, looking to bounce back in Week 2 and you know, improve upon what, what happened in Week 1. So... There you have it. Stay tuned. I will be back soon with another episode. Uh, most likely it'll be about week two of the NFL 2023 season. Future my top five games to look forward to and my picks as well. So thank you for listening and enjoy the, the rest of your day, guys. Take care. Bye.